welcome, 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 welcome. Let me turn this shit off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Unfiltered Podcast with Iada Nicole. That is Unfiltered with a capital T-E-R-D, because you know I be on here talking shit. How is everybody's weekend going so far? The sun finally came out. Thank God for that. I saw somebody said the other day, you know what? All this rain and clouds and shit. I'm tired of living in Gotham City. And I I so felt that shit in my soul because we have gotten nothing but fucking rain since the alleged beginning of fucking summer. I mean, not the calendar beginning of summer because, you know, black folks, we, as soon as they get hot outside, we're like, it's summertime. But um, yeah, since fucking since may i want to say it's been fucking cloudy and rainy every damn weekend only on the fucking weekends not on the damn days that we got to work only on the fucking weekends but anyway the sun finally came out there was a lot of shit to do it around boston this weekend and i didn't do any of it because i don't know i i just ain't feeling it right now maybe because of the clouds and shit i'm just i'm still feeling like it ain't summer yet like i'm like ain't in that summertime let's go out hang out and party kind of mode i just literally been to myself anyway has anybody watched the um i'm into documentaries and shit like i be listening to documentaries while i'm at work and i stumbled upon one because I'm running out of the murder mystery documentaries and all that stuff. I have to actually talk about that because I saw somewhere that this therapist was saying that if you are the type of person that watches murder mysteries, serial killer, homicide type shit to relax that there's something wrong with you. And that's the type of shit that I'd like to watch. So I might have to look a little bit more into that because um, maybe there's something wrong with me. I, I, yeah. I don't think so, but who knows? So yeah, so I ran out of um, like the murder mystery documentary shit to watch. So I ran across this um, other documentary to listen to. It's called The Most Hated Man on the Internet. And it's about the founder of isanyoneup.com, which is a revenge porn site. So basically it's a site where I guess scorned lovers or whoever can go on and post nudes or just embarrassing pictures and and videos and shit of whoever. It doesn't even have to be like an ex or anything like that, but that's the reason why he started it. His name is Hunter Moore. Even his fucking name sounds douchey. Um, He started it because of course he, his girlfriend broke up with him or some shit and he was super hurt by that. And he posted her nudes online Um, And I guess he was one of the original founders of what I guess is now known as revenge porn. He even put up like people's personal information, some um, their their social media sites, phone numbers and shit like that, Um, which is a real fucking douchey thing to do. But I guess when you're a scorn or jilted lover, I guess that's the thing to do. I don't know. It's 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 giving you need fucking counseling. Like on his site, he even had like pictures of and and video of like, let's say if someone worked in a fucking nursing home and they were getting their, their, the pens changed or coming out of the shower, shit like that, like really fucking fucked up shit to do. He was just dead set on embarrassing people and basically ruining people's lives. 
So he went on his little crusade um, of revenge porn because, you know, basically the shame and hurt his ex-girlfriend, you know, it was his ex-girlfriend did whatever the fuck she did to him, probably just broke up with him. You know, the male ego is super fucking fragile. Um, but he created this site and he posted her photos and a bunch of other people's photos. And this was like back in 2010. And I want to say this was like, well, before, or if not at the beginning of all the cyber bullying and hacking laws and shit like that. Why do when men get hurt at like fucking 14 or some shit, like for the rest of their life, they're either hate women or they just, you know, just have this, this, this disdain for women. It's like, get fucking counseling. You know, like one man will get hurt at 14 and he hates all women for the rest of his entire fucking life. And every woman that runs into him is, is, is like at his fucking mercy because he's a hurt man. Men get counseling. Everybody get counseling, but men especially get counseling. Like you were fucking 14 and now you're like well in your 20s and 30s still fucking hurting women because of something that someone did to you at 14. Anyway, so there was one girl on there. She was a young girl. I think she was about 18, 19, who was her. She actually, you know, no one submitted her photos as a revenge porn kind of deal, but she, um, her computer was actually hacked. So what she said was that she had taken some pictures in her room and she was running out of space on her phone, which we all know about, you know, not wanting to purchase more fucking space on your goddamn iPhone because the shit costs enough already as it fucking is. But, um, so she ended up emailing the pictures to herself and had like a little folder of all whatever little pictures that she was taking, which is totally her fucking right to do. But she, you know, was adamant about, I've never sent any pictures to anyone. So I don't know how someone ended up getting my pictures and how my pictures ended up on this site. So her mother um, went on a mission to get the pictures taken down. And she actually started realizing that there were other victims of the, you know, the same thing on this site. People who said they never did send their pictures to anyone that their computers had to be hacked. Like this dude had, um, not senior citizens, what's the word I'm trying to use? The older population of, you know, more mature type people who may have taken a picture getting out of the shower or whatever. It would just turn into this, it snowballed into this big, huge thing. He was like along the lines of fucking Jerry Springer. Like this dude didn't give a fuck who it was how you pleaded to get your shit out, but he never, ever admitted that he was the one who was actually hacking into people's accounts. Long story short, he did end up getting caught for hacking. Anyway, I'll talk about that in a minute. But basically, mostly what caught me was, you know, this young girl and there were other young girls, there were teachers, there were people from the clergy who had their pictures up on this site. Like anybody who you can name that would be, I guess, a quote unquote, innocent victim was up on this site you know so the girl ended up getting her pit her mom did you know did whatever did her due diligence and did her lawsuits and threatened and all this other stuff to get her stuff taken down and she you know still after she got her daughter's shit taken down she still wanted to help other women get their stuff taken down as well now fast forward there's one girl that was on there <laughs> and god y'all forgive me for I, her name, her real name is Destiny Benedict. Destiny was a 19 year old when she met um, Hunter. 
and she was trying to you know further her career as a webcam girl i don't know if anyone is from back then when webcams were like the big thing like there was no facetime there was no you know iphones and shit like that that you could actually facetime somebody and talk to them you had to actually like sit at a fucking computer and use a webcam in order to talk to people um, some people would be that's you know would do their sexting on the webcam and then some people actually turn it into a lucrative business where you would I guess dial in or whatever however this shit goes I'm assuming that's how it goes that you would dial in and you would ha- you know ask people to do certain things on the webcam or they would you would pay to watch people do certain things on the webcam and so that's what her business was now the girl's name she got famous and her name, you could look it up, her name to this day, and she is known as Butthole Girl. I pause because but the name just takes me. But anyway, so again, so she wanted to further her career. So when she met him, she began, you know, she was making a little money in, with her, her webcam business, and she wanted to boost her business. So she sent nudes to him for him to post on this um is anybody up.com site so one night her and her friends are you know fucking around and they're drinking and recording on their phones or recording on whatever the hell we were recording on back in those days and one of them gives her an idea like hey you know if you really want to get hunter's attention because he had like a cult following so he was like super popular and people like like when i tell you a cult following like even when the girl that i mentioned earlier when her mom went on the crusade to try to get her pictures taken down like she was being threatened by his followers you know we know where you live she said she left her the state that she was living in i don't remember what state she was living in but she ended up in an internet cafe in california and you know she said she she wanted to send a letter for him to cease and desist and take her daughter's pictures down so she said she went they were on whatever business trip in california so she made it a point to go to the internet cafe so that the ip address of where she actually was could not be searched don't you know these motherfuckers found her they found her told her where she was at whatever internet cafe she was at we're gonna kill you leave hunter the fuck alone so i say that to say he had a, a fucking cult following okay so anyway this girl was obsessed with him as most of his cult following followers were and so i guess one night her and her friends are fucking around on the camera drinking and and acting a fool and one of her friends gives her an idea to get his attention and to get you know to boost her her webcam business or whatever get more ratings or get more viewers and followers and shit and they tell her why don't you put this beer bottle up your anus and we'll record it and they recorded it and sent it to hunter and the next thing you know she's talking to him via video chat about the video and and you know he's basically egging her on to do other shit like yeah you know that video was really great but this you know giving her her ideas of how she should boost her business and of course she believes in him she's she's obsessed with him he's successful in what the fuck he's doing so of course she's going to believe and and follow what he's telling her to do I guess I say, of course, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be judgy and say, oh, it wouldn't fucking be me, even though I want to say it wouldn't fucking be me, but whatever. To each his own. So he tells her that she should put her cell phone in her ass so he can call it and have it vibrate and ring. So, of course, she does it. He calls it. He records it. And now it's on his website.
her following, I guess, I don't know. Cause I don't think, I know her following increased on her, her web shit. His following definitely fucking skyrocketed. I want to say, I don't know if her following increased because she was not making, as she states, she wasn't making any money, but her kid's father finds out about it, takes the kids away from her. And what she says is all she got was a fucking t-shirt. Like, so Hunter's website ended up blowing the fuck up. You know, she ends up getting, I guess, quote unquote, famous for being butthole girl, but there was no money that came to her. All the money went to Hunter and all the fuck he offered her was a fucking t-shirt that said, is anyone up.com. I want to say poor girl, but I can't say poor girl because I'm sorry, y'all. Um, putting a phone, put, uh, um, no, 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 Mm-mm. up your butthole, up, up any crevice of your body. I'm not putting no phone there. I'm not putting no phone, no beer bottle, no, mm-mm. I ain't gonna say nothing, but I, I'm not, there's certain things that don't belong in, yeah, no. So I kind of, I can't say that I feel bad for her from a mental, from a mentality, mental illness, infatuation for whatever the hell you want to call it. From that standpoint, I feel bad for her because it's like, wow, she was really that fucking infatuated with this guy. At least that's, that's the, what I'm getting. It could have been that she was infatuated him or with him, or she really truly believed that she was going to make some money. Like maybe she was really that infatuated with the idea of being famous, rich and famous. I don't know. But either way, both of them, the something ain't clicking because it's like, you really would sell your dignity to be rich and famous or you would really sell your dignity because you really are that infatuated with this man. But I guess people do it every day. Um, anyway, so she says that um, she was infatuated with him and that I guess a lot of the other followers would call him dad and shit like that. I feel bad for the girls and the other women, the um, school teachers, senior citizens and all those other people who were on his site. Um, the young girl who said that she just took pictures in the privacy of her own room and put them, you know, in her little folder inside her email. I feel bad for them. But this butthole girl, I just can't. I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't think I feel bad for her because sis, it's a fucking cell phone. Like seriously, first of all, you put it in your ass because this man told you to. Then, like nothing, what, what, the, what the fuck was you going to do with the phone after? Was you gonna still walk around the city and still be talking on that same butthole smelling ass phone? Something, I don't know, something just ain't right. Like you wanted to be rich and famous and now you are famous, but you're not, I don't know, like, was it worth it? You know, and did she not think that, like, did you think that he was gonna give you any money? You, you didn't sign any fucking thing. There was no contract. There was no nothing. Y'all was just on the phone one night and he's just like, for shits and giggles, why don't you put your phone in your ass and let me record it? And you're like, okay. Did you think that you were getting anything out of it besides a fucking t-shirt? Because, I mean, shit. Uh, mm. People get paid to stick shit in their ass <laughs> and they have a contract and you just up and did this shit for free and you will forever in life live in infamy as being known as 
the butthole girl. Anyway, the site ended up getting closed down in 2012. He was at, he was arrested by the FBI in 2020, sorry, 20, 2014 on charges of conspiracy, unauthorized access to a protected computer. So that means, yeah, so I guess he did hack these fucking people. Um, aggravated identity theft. Um, he pleaded guilty to for the aggravated identity theft charges and aiding and abetting and the uh, unauthorized access of a computer. So I'm assuming that that means that he had other people doing this dirty work for him, I guess. Um, he was only sentenced to two years and six months in prison. And he was ordered to pay a whopping $2,000 fine with a restitution fee of $145.70. That don't seem like enough. Like what, what lesson did, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe he learned a lesson from being in jail for the, the two years and two and a half years. And then I know he was banned from using the, um, using social media for that time, I assume that it was only for that time. I don't know if he still um, can't use it or, or whatever, but he ended up getting released in 2021. And of course, as every fucking body else does, every other fucking criminal does, he wrote a fucking book. And of course, he's going to profit off the fucking book. And he has plans to make EDM music. I don't know what the fuck EDM is, but um, I'm assuming that some of that, some of that, you know, head banging i don't know whatever edm music all y'all edm people out there y'all know what the fuck it is somebody write and let me know what the fuck that is um and one of his famous tracks is of course called make the internet great again fucking douche douchebag y'all ever um be friends with somebody for a long time, or maybe not even that long, but just be friends with somebody. Like you really, truly fuck with this person and you're like, this is my friend. You know, this is my friend friend. Like this is my good, good friend. How they say good friend is better than pocket change. Um, you ever be friends with somebody and then just realize one day that you were their friend, but they were never yours. Like you ever sit back and think of, of all like the sideways comments and judgments coming from that person. Think about all the red flags that you overlooked in the sake of fucking friendship. Like I remember I had a friend, quote unquote. <laughs> I wish, I'm gonna start video because me and, my, me and my, my quotation fingers, y'all can't see. But um, I had a friend that, you know, the running joke for me anyway, would be like, like, I'm sorry, I can call myself a bitch all day long, because I know who I am, I can call myself a bitch all day long, that don't mean the fuck you can join in on the joke and call me a bitch too, I can call myself a hoe all day long, but that don't mean you can join in on the joke and fucking call me a hoe too, but anyway, so it's like, you know, we'll be in, in, in mixed company, or we'll be in certain settings, or whatever, and blah, 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 key, key, and whatever, whatever, and I might say some shit like, oh, like, I know I'm a bitch, you know, or, you know, just something pertaining to myself. And this person would chime in like, oh yeah, we know that, you know, you the biggest bitch out there, you know, saying shit like that. And, you know, sometimes I would look cause it's like, hmm, you kind of meant that shit. You know, you kind of 
you that shit came from your heart you kind of you meant that you it's like you were sitting like i don't know if you, how old y'all are but like playing double dutch you sitting there you waiting you waiting 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 for that rope to to give you an opening so you could jump in like bitch you were sitting there waiting to jump the fuck in when i said that you been that's some shit that's on your heart that you've been wanting to say for the longest fucking time anyway or like you ever be in certain companies or be in certain whatever other people or that friend's not around or whatever or just anywhere and you hear your business being told or hearing a story that you know is is, is like there might not be names attached to it, but you bitch you know that that's your fucking story that's your fucking business and you know that you didn't told your so-called friend or your best friend or whatever that shit in confidence that like nobody else would fucking know this shit unless it was it's just you and that person but then you hearing your shit being told by somebody who you know the fuck you didn't tell that's you know i i remember using excuses like um with about this certain friend it's like that she had diarrhea of the mouth it's like you know her mouth can't hold water you know it's like she don't mean it it's just when she started talking she just don't know how to shut the fuck up you know um saying making excuses like you know she might feel important when people are listening so sometimes she just don't she don't be thinking about what she's saying it just runs out her mouth you know and i remember a friend a friend friend of mine um nicole said to me she's like um friends don't do that she was like you know if this is your real friend you shouldn't have to worry about ever hearing your business coming from anybody else you should never have to worry about little snide remarks or, or slick shit being said as as a joke as a key key about you from a friend you know she's and she she pulled me up and she was like stop fucking making excuses for grown-ass people like they know exactly what the fuck they're doing it's just they don't fucking care they don't have enough respect for you to know to not tell your fucking business it's not a mistake it's not that she has diarrhea in the mouth it's not that's not a fucking real disease is that this bitch don't care and she don't like you you know and i had to sit back and think and and i looked at nicole and i'm like that's my friend how how can my friend not like me motherfucker <laughs> you know it's it's hard it's i i believe it's a hard concept to fathom i i believe that it's a hard pill to swallow that you can be friends with somebody for years you could be their ride or die you could hold all their secrets you could go to to bat for them a hundred and ten percent but that does not mean that that person is your ride or die or that they would go to bat for you even 50 fucking percent it's a true fucking fact that you can have a friend quote unquote or you can be somebody's friend and they not be your friend you know and as i'm sitting there and i'm looking at nicole and i'm like you know sometimes you got to take some shit because of course you know when she told me this shit i'm kind of like i don't i don't want to hear that i don't want to i don't want to believe that my friend is not my friend 
you know. But the, the, I, I, I kind of got like on the defense and was like, nah, she don't know what she's talking about. She don't know my friend how I know my friend. But then I took that information and I had to go actually sit with it somewhere and be like, she might be on to something. This bitch might really not be my friend. This bitch really might not really like me. You know, and of course, I didn't nip it in the bud right as I, you know, was processing this information or that I got this statement from Nicole. I had to sit with it and and keep a eye, one eye open. And I kept that one eye open for a number of years until it finally came to a head and it got to the point where I ended up calling this person out on some of their actions towards me or calling, you know, and of course it was the, you know, no, that's not, it's not like that. Or, you know, the gaslight, well, what did you do? You know, that kind of bullshit. And, um, I ended up having to love this person from a, from a distance. It's like, I love you, but I don't fuck with you like that no more because I can't because I've never, like, I, I can sleep with a clear conscience at night because I know I try to do my best every day and I try my level best to do right by people every day. So I, you know, I guess I was shocked, number one, because it's like, why don't you like me? What did I do? Did I do anything to you for you to not like me, for you to treat me this way, for you to act this way with me? And I, you know, would sit back and try to marinate on the shit and think about maybe there was a time that I did do something or maybe I do act some certain kind of way or, you know, and I could not come up with anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I know, again, like I said in the beginning, I know when I'm a bitch. So I know when I do fucked up things to certain people. But this friend, I know that I never did, you know? Um, I hate the word jealous. And you know, my, my sister had been telling me this shit for years. My, my sister Ashley had been telling me for years. Moon, so-and-so is jealous of you. And I'd be like, nah, what the fuck for? You know, because me playing small, which I got to stop doing. Jealous of me for what? Like, I ain't, I don't have shit. I don't got nothing that nobody else can't have. You know, I don't believe that anything that I have is not obtainable to anybody else, you know, and it's the same with anybody else. Anything that anyone else has is not out of reach from, for me either, you know, and also I don't want nothing that nobody else wants. What is for you, sis, bro, whoever you are is for you. The same as whatever's for me is for me. What God got for me, can't nobody take it away and vice versa, you know? So I'd never subscribe to the theory of somebody being jealous especially of me, because again, playing small, especially of, of me, you know, 
I'm not walking around with the the the, the best clothes, the, the jewelry, driving a fancy fucking car, living in a big ass fucking house, eating fucking crab legs every night. That's I'm that's just that's not me. You know, I'm I'm simple. As long as I look good, smell good, I can get my fucking clothes from from H and M. I don't give a shit. You know, that's just not me. So I never looked at myself as in someone to be jealous of. However, you know, coming into being the woman that I am becoming, and even sitting here now as the woman that I am, you know, a lot of the growth that I have experienced, a lot of the growth that I am experiencing, a lot of the change that has happened in my life, a lot of the change that I've chosen to have happen in my life has afforded me a bit of, um, maybe it's called intuition, but I had a conversation with my daughter the other day because she's like, oh, so-and-so's this and so-and-so's that, you know, basically along the same lines of the same shit that I was just talking about. And I had to let her know, like I had to pull her up and say to her, you know, you don't have to have the best fucking clothes. You don't have to drive the best fucking car. You don't have to have the best of every material thing in life for a bitch to be jealous of you. Now, mind you, I'm preaching to her instead of sitting back and taking heed to these lessons myself. But I'm saying to her, you know, a bitch, and I and I mean bitch loosely. I don't mean like actually your female friends. I mean anybody. A bitch could be a dude. A bitch will be jealous of you because you get up every fucking morning, clean your face, say your prayers, be on your merry fucking way, smiling. Even though you know you didn't get no fucking sleep the night before because your ass was up working on your designs. This is what I'm telling her. You was up working on your designs and doing what you supposed to do and you still had to get up at fucking the ass crack of dawn in the morning to go and, and bust the pavement to go to work. But you did it with a smile on your fucking face. You did it smelling good. You did it looking good. A, a happy fucking heart and a big ass smile, even in the face of fucking adversity, will burn a miserable bitch the fuck up. You don't have to be doing nothing extra. You don't have to be doing nothing special. You don't have to be wearing nothing special. You don't have to be driving nothing special. Just knowing that you got a good fucking heart and the way that other people, the way that you show up for people, the way you show up in a room, the way you can come into a room and fucking light that bitch up, a bitch will be jealous of you. Because you might be in a fucking struggle. Your heart could be breaking. Your finances could be in shambles. But even in the fucking face of adversity, you still smiling. You still looking good. You still keeping the faith. You still keeping the moving. Bitch, you making struggle look good. A jealous, miserable bitch will wonder how the fuck you do it every day. They can't see 
how the traps that were set for you, you stepping over them, you crawling around them and looking motherfucking good doing it. And I don't mean just looking good like material shit. I mean, because your spirit, your aura, there's something about you that's just fucking shining from the inside out that's showing a bitch that you can't be fucking shaking. A happy heart, a clean heart, and a big motherfucking smile would burn a miserable bitch up on a daily fucking basis because they're wondering why. Why you? How? How the fuck you doing it? I'm over here. I got everything that that every every material fucking thing, every name brand, this, every driving this, and every fucking thing. And I'm still miserable. What the fuck is you doing? What the fuck makes you so special? Why are you the chosen one? You don't have the best of everything. You don't have the big house. You don't have the, the fancy car. You're not rocking the red bottoms. How the fuck you still out here in your H&M shit looking good, bitch? It ain't got a goddamn thing to do with what the fuck you got on your back, on your feet, in your driveway. But it has everything to do with what the fuck is in your heart and what the fuck kind of energy you put out into the universe. I'm a true believer that what the fuck you put out is what the fuck comes back to you. It might not be today. You might put that energy out today. It might not be today. It might not come back to you in the form of material things. It might not come back to you in the form of finances. It might come back in the form of somebody helping you. It might even fuck, fuck. It might even come back to you because you have the ability to make a difference in somebody else's day just by saying, good morning. You looking good, sis. Without even expecting nothing in return, but just knowing that you made somebody else's day. So I say all that as I'm sitting here and I'm telling her, I'm preaching to her about, you know, what it is that a person, a bitch, can be jealous over. I had to stop and sit back and be like, bitch. So if you telling her that these are the reasons why so-and-so might be jealous of her because she got a good heart because she walks, wakes up every morning and does her fucking best and has a smile on her motherfucking face and can't be shaken. Why the fuck you not saying this shit to yourself? Stop playing fucking small, Yada. Because you, not for nothing. My daughter does these things. She is this person. She, it, uh, she is these things. Kind, loving, caring, smart, um, creative, talented, ambitious. She's all these fucking things because I'm all these things. So if her friends, alleged friends, quote unquote friends, can be jealous of her because she's all these things. What the fuck makes me think that a quote unquote friend of mine can't be jealous of me because of that? Stop playing small. But again, I hate, I swear, I despise the word jealous. I can't stand to be out and hear somebody, oh, these bitches is jealous of me. 
I was listening to a st- fucking stupid ass Jocelyn Hernandez the other day. All these, all these bitches was jealous of me. Everybody in the fucking house was jealous of me. I hate that word. I hate that word. But I mean, I guess the reality of it is, is that somebody can, you can be somebody's friend. They will be around you and still be jealous of you. And sometimes people, you know, I, I know like the, the common, you know, um, question would be, why would somebody want to be around you if they're jealous of you? You know, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? I equate them to vampires. Vampires like being around people too, but it was for their own fucking benefit. It wasn't because they liked these fucking people. They wanted to suck their fucking blood. I look at people who really don't like you, who want to be around you as vampires. It's either they want to be around you so they can suck your life force because, you, bitch, you are a force. You are a light source. You are a fucking force to be reckoned with. So why wouldn't these people want to be around you and suck off your energy? Or they're around you so they can stay updated and wait for your downfall. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. And even if it does happen, it could happen internally. Guess what? The way that you shine, the way that you smile, the way you get up and jump out that bed, like you know that you are God's chosen. They won't never even see it. They won't never see it because you make struggle look good. Because you make adversity look good. Because you make melancholy look good. They wouldn't even fucking know that you're struggling. They wouldn't even know that you're sad. So yes, you can have people around you who are jealous of you. You can have people around you for fucking years, bitch. Years. And you can be riding and dying for these folks. And they ain't even your fucking friend. They don't even fuck with you like that. It's really, truly sad from both sides because for for all of us good people out there, for all of us, of, of us people who really do truly take the word friends and, and the relationship with friends, like a friendship, seriously, and I, and I say that because I feel like a lot of people just be like, oh, I've known so-and-so for years. That's my friend. But as soon as your friend leave the room, you're talking shit about them. You're not their friend. They're not your friend. I think people use the word friendship very loosely. Just because you know somebody and we can had a key key or I seen you at the club or we, you know, was at whatever party, don't make you my friend. Just because we knew each other in high school, don't make us friends. I think people use that word very loosely. So for those people such as myself who hold their friends in high regards, who really cherish and really understand the meaning of that word, who really, you know, will fucking, who really fucking rock with people when you say that they're your friend. It's sad from our standpoint because it's like, you could be rocking with a bitch. You could lay your life down for a bitch and they might not be your fucking friend. And you won't know 
until it's too late. And that's fucking sad. Now it's sad from their standpoint as well, from their side, because it's like, bitch, that's mental illness. And that's some kind of mental illness to want to be around somebody who you really don't fucking like. Isn't that mental illness to be around somebody who you really jealous about, jealous over? That's, that's kind of mental illness. To a point, I, I, I guess as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, I'm like, is it really mental illness? It might be kind of intelligent on their part because maybe they want to be around you because you are that force. Like I said earlier, because you're that force, because you're that light source, because you, are, you can breathe life into them. So maybe they're trying to, to get that from you. I don't know. But with that being said, that's not your fucking responsibility. These people are not your responsibility. Somebody else's lack of, of motivation, lack of self-esteem, lack of, of love, self-love is, is not, you ain't supposed to be fixing nobody. So good people don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's given sad on both sides because again, like, you know, like, again, I've had friends who were not my friend and I didn't know that these friends were not my friend until it was too fucking late. Now I'm heartbroken because it's like, damn, I really was out here riding for this bitch. And you was really out here making me look stupid. It feels kind of like being in a relationship. <laughs> it kind of feels like being in a relationship where you out here riding for this motherfucker. You're like, this is my person. This is my man. This is my woman. This is my bona fide. Just me and this person. We riding and dying. We we fucking, what's, what's the... Bonnie and Clyde, you know, we together, together. I got you all over my social media, my man, my man, my man. And then your man turned out to be everybody motherfucking man. And now you looking stupid. That's what it feels like being in a friendship that had really wasn't a friendship. You was the only one in that friendship. You out here riding and dying for your friend and your friend ain't even got your fucking back. You'll cross oceans for your friend, but this bitch gonna cross the streets for you. You know, these are just things that I just be thinking about. Like, I know if you guys had listened to, I think it was, um, I think it was episode three. No, episode four. Where it was just a little bonus episode. Sorry, let me take that back. I retract that statement. Lil, I hate that fucking word people stop using lil stop minimizing your shit um it was a bonus track that i did a bonus episode that i did where i talked about mental health mental illness depression getting help reaching out taking care of yourself first self-care um so if you listen to that you would know that i am recovering from a bout of depression. And again, me being, you know, the person that I am, having experienced the life that I've experienced and I am still experiencing and learning the things that I've learned and am still learning, 
I try to look at things from all sides of the spectrum, even though sometimes when you're in it, it's hard to do that. But now, you know, as I'm emerging from it, that, what the fuck? Sorry, people. I really don't know how to take this shit off. Um, you know, now that I'm emerging from it, um, I look at it as it was a, it had to happen. It's, it's a, a, a roundabout the way um, blessing because it's making me put people, relationships into perspective for myself. You know, I look at it as in how they say um, a, f- a friend in need is a friend indeed. Um, if I understand that correctly, it's like, so when I really, truly am down and out and I need somebody, who the fuck got me? Who's going to be there? You know, and when you do go through some shit where you really, like, need somebody, and I don't mean like, hey, I need somebody to go to the club, but I mean like, need a bitch, need somebody. And you turn around and you ain't got those people there that you thought you would have there or those people there that you know if the tables were turned you'd be there for them and you turn around and it's like they they ain't not now motherfucker that got you you start to put people where you start to place people where they belong in your life you start to put things into perspective so i look at my bout of depression as something that needed to happen in order for me to place people in my life where they belong, place them strategically where they belong, if they belong in my life. Because not all the time people who are around you should remain there, you know? Not all the time should it be that, you know, um, I've known you for X amount of years, so we have to stay friends because we go way back. I think that's bullshit. Um, to a certain extent, I believe in people in your life for a reason or a season. Um, sometimes people's season is up. Sometimes, sometimes people's lease is up and you got a victim. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I guess in, in some ways you have to look at it as um, a loss. In the initial stages of it, you know, but it actually turns out to be a gain in the long run because if people are just around you to suck your life force out of you and it's they're not putting anything back into you, it's really not a loss. It feels like it at first. Because again, you I think, you know, as people who really take friendships seriously, we look at it like we're fucking shocked. It's like, lost my friend that bitch really wasn't my friend you'll get over it you have to go through the stages of grieving shock um what the fuck is shock denial all that other good shit that comes with the the grieving um but you'll get over it and you'll come out on the other side and um hopefully in a better place you know, take some time to put your life into perspective, make you, you, you as a priority, you know, getting rid of people 
who don't add any value to your life, add any value to the friendship, who aren't your fucking friends, you, you, it's not a loss. You have to look at it like that and prioritize yourself first because no one's going to do it for you. So let me see. So we talked about butthole girl. We talked about friends and a little bit of mental health. And what the fuck else did we talk about? I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to wrap it up here. So don't forget to go like, subscribe, and share my IG page. That's unfiltered with a capital T-E-R-D underscore pod underscore with Iada Nicole. That's one word, E-Y-O-D-A-N-I-K-O-L. And while you are there, don't forget to check out the link in my bio for exclusive unfiltered merch. We got water bottles, wine glasses, t-shirts, and some more shit. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to y'all next time. Peace.